What up, y'all? It's DJ NV. And I am Gia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew. Welcome. Now, um, yeah, we know we missed the day we were supposed to come out. Yes, we are delayed. And the reason we're delayed is there was a, a nor'easter in the New York City, New Jersey area that actually took our power out yes. for the last two days. Oh, what a two days it's been. Now, um, of course, we have a, a, a generator, a backup generator, but... Uh, it's kind of my fault. I haven't checked it. And the reason I haven't checked it is because the last time we actually had to use it was Sandy, which was five years ago. Right. And I, it's kind of like one of those things where you don't check it until you have to use it and then you just pray that it works. Well, <laughs> it didn't work. So uh, we've been uh, sitting in the cold, sitting with no electricity, no power for the last two days but we finally got it back on and it's just turned, it came back on maybe 20 minutes ago. Yeah, it's been a nightmare. <laughs> it's been a nightmare. But, you know what? I'll say this. It's been a nightmare in some ways, but it's been a blessing in other ways right. because you kind of realize how television and, you know, access to your laptops and things of that nature really can take away from the heart of family bonding. Right. Like we bonded in a way that we haven't bonded in such a long time with our family. And it felt so good. I mean, we were freezing in the process. We weren't freezing, but we it was were cold. freezing. It was no. cold, but it was Okay, so I had on a tank top, a long sleeve tee, a hoodie, a robe over the hoodie. I had on leggings, fuzzy pajamas, and two layers of fuzzy socks. It wasn't that cold. You 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 get cold for any reason. If it's 76 degrees in the house, you're cold. <laughs> So don't say that. The kids weren't that cold. Uh, we all slept in the family room. Yes. Uh, it was uh, seven of us. Uh, no, eight. Eight of us. Plus my mom. Your mom, yeah, and our dog. So it was eight of us and the dog in the family room. <laughs> and wait, wait, wait. We set up, well, we didn't, but the kids set up forts. Right. So they took all of the cushions mm -hmm. off of the couches, put them all on the floor and kind of created like a family bed. And then took all types of other things that they could find, cardboard boxes and whatnot, and set it up all around the room and put blankets over them. So they were like, it was like a complex of mini forts. Right. And that was really cool. So we all slept in those. I have a wicked strained back and a st stiff neck right now. Yeah. Like I can't, I can't look over my left shoulder to save my life. Right. Like at all. Well, you, well. Like I'm in pain right now. Well, well, I'll rub your shoulder and your neck out after this. You, I don't want you to. Okay. Because you are horrible. <laughs> Yeah. You are the worst massage therapist on the planet. You cannot, I wouldn't even let you rub my leg. Okay, then I won't then. Fine. <laughs> fine, fine, fine. But we did that and um, we let the kids put on a concert yesterday, which turned into a, like it wasn't a family a concert. concert. It was like a, a talent show. I mean, but they called it a concert. No, they called it a concert. They, call, they didn't call it a talent show. They called it. They're like, we want to do a concert. So we did a, we did so a concert. For, for Christmas, um, we gave them like a microphone stand. Like, Correct. you know, one of those cheesy, I don't know, was it like Fisher Price? I or, don't know. It was battery operated. <laughs> like one of those microphone stands. And oh my gosh, we heard all types of Twinkle Twinkle Little Stars and Itsy Bitsy Spiders. Madison sang the Star Spangled Banner. Madison sang. No, no, no. London sang the, the And stars. then Madison tried to sing it. And then London told her, don't copy me. Get right. your own material. Right, right. Right? right. <laughs> Logan said, not Logan, um, Jackson sang the theme for... Was it PJ Mask? No, Paul, PJ Mask. Is it Paw Patrol? Paw Patrol? And then he sang the theme for Paw Patrol. Right, right, right. And we were clapping like they just won a $100,000 prize. And I did, uh, my grandmother got ran over by reindeer. Which was totally inappropriate. Just because the snow outside doesn't the only mean Christmas. Can, that's the only song I can think of. 
And the kids, the kids loved it. <laughs> they did. I got to stand Br- Br- Brookie was clapping. Brookie was clapping. Brookie was losing her mind for every performance. She right. was putting those hands together, wasn't she? <laughs> you made you made grandma perform. Yes. What, wait, what did grandma sing? Oh, she's, I, because she can't necessarily remember different songs. I was like, sing Jingle Bells, inspired by your grandma got run over by a reindeer. She did. And she sang Jingle Bells, but she turned two of the, the words around everybody was dying right, like, she yeah, was yeah. crazy and then and then we and then Gia told one of the worst jokes ever don't talk about my joke that is like one of my favorite jokes you know that one person when you go to a party or you go to a function <laughs> they have that one joke and they tell that joke and nobody laughs but them everybody laughs All what right. are you talking about tell the joke I'm not telling the joke tell the joke Rishon, you're gonna try to have me looking crazy right now tell the joke if you don't do it I'm gonna do it I'm gonna say that was your joke <laughs> tell the joke I'm listening uh, but hold on. You're going to lie. The first time I told you that joke, you weren't dying laughing. Tell the joke. No, just, just look at me in the eye and tell me you didn't think I don't it was remember, funny. But now you don't remember? Now. Tell the joke. So you're going to put me on front street. All right, this is Gia's joke, right? No, no, no. <laughs> okay, go ahead. No, but you're going to screw it up. You're so, not going to say it so right. Tell the joke then. All right. <laughs> All right. Two muffins get put on a tray and get placed into an oven. One muffin turns to the other muffin and says, Wow, it's hot in here. And the other muffin looks at him and says, Ah, a talking muffin! <laughs> you uh, know you want to laugh. You know you want to laugh. That was a joke, guys. There's no more to it. That's it. <laughs> he was like, ah, a talking muffin. They got it. They heard it. They heard it. Nobody laughed. Like, if you listen right now, that's, All right. that's, that's the so podcast. So London dead. cried herself to tears, Okay. She was like, a talking muffin. <laughs> yeah, Why are you putting me on this island by myself right now? As a now? comedian, you shouldn't laugh at your own jokes. That was funny. That was funny. I've found that joke funny for the past 10 years. Don't do it. See? What? All right. Okay. That's how you set me up? Just That's how you set me up? Just making it awkward. All right. Well, let's get to the uh, the podcast first. Don't forget, we have a live show going down April 15th, and I promise there will be no talking muffins at the show. <laughs> April 15th is our live show. It's less than 100 tickets available. Come on down. We'll have a good time. And you know what? I, uh, one thing I love about the show, I, I check my DMs and... Um, we go through your DMs. There's so many different people coming from out of town. We got people coming from Toronto. We have people coming from Miami. We have people coming from the UK. A couple is flying I in know. from the UK mm-hmm. to come to the live show. So hopefully you will. And I'm not going to say hopefully you will enjoy yourself. And like I told you guys, I promise you we would be doing more live shows. The, the shows are not the same. So you don't have to worry about, well, I went to the last show. Is it going to be the same? No, it's going to be absolutely positively different. Come to the show. Come on out. We have a good time. Again, it's Sunday April 15th and you could go to the highlineballroom.com I think there's uh I think five weeks or six weeks left to the show get your tickets it will sell out and the, and the crazy thing is when it sells out everybody be like yo I didn't get my tickets I'm telling you now they sell out so fast there's five weeks left get your tickets now please all right, highlineballroom.com because once it's sold out, there's nothing I can do because I, I we can't book over so get your tickets and hopefully we get to see you in April all right yes all right, let's get to this show. All right, well, um, like I said, the podcast is late because of we were out of power. We didn't have power. It was a nor'easter. Our nanny and it's crazy. Every our nanny gets one day off a uh, a week, right? Right. And the day that she always takes off is always the day when that it's a snowstorm. Is, that school School's is closed, closed right? Yeah. So Gia and I is running around like a chicken with no head. So it's always crazy. So we didn't have time to tape it, but. 
we're back in action today. So today, um, we were um on Instagram on social media, and I was looking at Quicksilver. Now, DJ Quicksilver is a DJ friend of mine from DC, Maryland. He has a show on radio down there. It's called, I believe, The Fam, and he has a co-host. And one of his co-hosts, he has two co-hosts. One his name is Five Nine. The other one's name is Danny Star. I never met either of them. I don't believe. I don't think. I might maybe in passing, but I'm not too familiar with them. Of course, I know Quicksilver. Um, now, on the show today, your phone's ringing, baby. I make sure that ain't nobody important. Nobody important. All right. So on the show today, and I just want to say side note, stop calling me about solar panels. I don't want solar panels on my house. I get about three calls a day about solar panels. I don't want solar panels. I don't want solar panels. I press two. Don't you ask them to take you off of the list? I, I try to get taken off of every list. They try to take me off the list and I don't want solar panels. Okay. Back to uh, the story. So, um, Quicksilver on his show today. And the only reason I'm talking about it is we talk about topical thing and this it's bigger than their show and what they were doing. This is about relationship issues because we talk about everything relationships. Um, I guess the co-host, her name is Danny Starr, was looking for a nanny or looking for a babysitter to help with her children. Right. I don't know how many children she has. I really don't know much about her. It doesn't matter. Um, so I guess she put it on air. Hey, I'm looking for a babysitter. And I guess people were hitting her. I guess a, a, a young model hit her up. Uh, I guess she was pretty and said, hey, I have nieces and nephews. I've, I have uh, babysitted before. I've helped raise them. I have credentials. I would like to possibly babysit your kids mm-hmm. so i'm guessing and i'll say allegedly because i'm not sure i didn't listen to the show i'm just seeing clips that i heard on uh the different networks and everything uh social media networks i should say and danny star i believe said no i don't want you because allegedly you're too pretty you're too pretty to watch my kids and to be in my house well the way that the potential babysitter put it is yes, I have credentials, I have experience, I helped raise nieces and nephews, especially, um, uh, I helped raise nieces and nephews in the past. Um, I am a model, I'm an actress, I'm a singer. Right. You know, so that's basically the path that I'm on, but I can work with, work with you in the interim. Right. And based on that information of her being a singer, model, actress, I believe that Danny Starr inferred that she's attractive and then turned down the offer based on the fact that she's attractive. Right. And she might have even said, you know, I don't want anybody pretty working for me. And I'm sure it wasn't in those words exactly, but that was clearly the message that was conveyed to this potential babysitter. Right. So on the show today, I guess the girl that was turned down reached out to the show's producer. She came on the show and you know, they had kind of like an argument on the show. Now, uh, at first they said that, you know, that she, that Danny Starr was ambushed. She didn't know that the girl was coming on the show. Then they came back and said, no, all three characters, all three members knew. Co-hosts. Um, I hope she wasn't ambushed. Um, I know Quicksilver. Uh, I don't think he's that type of individual. He seems like a straight up person and knowing his character, I don't think he would do that. Um I just don't play when it comes to life situations. And when I say life situations, I've been doing radio a long time. When it comes to family life outside of radio, I don't play. Mm-hmm. When it comes to shit on the radio, jokes inside stuff, that's fine. We could play all day. We could joke right. all day. That's cool. I can't, I can't tell you when to take things personal and when not to. But when it comes to family and shit outside the, the, the radio that I got to worry about and I got to repair and I got to fix, I don't play that. People know that. So what I think happened was she made mention of needing a babysitter 
on the air on the show. Right. They took that information and then reached into her personal life, found the girl somehow. I think the girl hit the producer. The girl hit them. Okay. And then they invited her to be on the show. We'll just say allegedly because I'm not sure what happened or how it went down. Uh Uh-huh. So then allegedly they invited her to be a part of the show. According to Danny Starr, she had no idea that the girl was being invited. And as a result, she felt ambushed. Correct. So the way that she paints the story, she walks in and has no idea that that girl is going to be there. The girl is there and then she has to face a confrontation. Absolutely. And during the confrontation, if you listen to the audio, it seems as though her two co-hosts are on the side of the babysitter as opposed to on her side. Right. So it escalated and it became very, very nasty to a point that she said something to the effect of, you're lucky we're not allowed to curse because I would curse you guys out right now. Absolutely. And then she quit on air and said something like, on my life, this is going to be the last show I do no, with you guys. No, she didn't quit. She said it should be. I don't think she walked off. She said it should be. And she feels like she wanted to quit. I don't think she quit. I think she said she felt like it. Um, Quicksilver came back and apologized on his social media platform and said he was sorry. He said all three hosts knew. He said the show is uh, planned prior and all three hosts knew what was going on. So I don't know. I don't know if it was a skit. I don't know if it if it did happen that way. I don't think way. it definitely... That- to me, did not come across as a skit. I don't know. Or fake at all. It didn't come know. across that way right. at all. I don't know. Um, like I said, I've done radio for a long time. We've done skits where people thought it was real and they weren't real and they were upset of, of a situation that's not real. So I've seen it done all the time. But I didn't want to talk about necessarily about what happened with them. I wanted to talk about the actual situation. The actual situation. Mm-hmm. Now, Danny Starr. Now, I don't know the rules and regulations about what's uh, prejudice and what's not. But legally, you legally, mean. right, right. But I agree with Danny Starr when it comes to I hire whoever the fuck I want to hire in my house. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about prejudice in my house. I have to worry about what makes me comfortable and what makes me feel okay. Now, if it's a corporation where I run a business, then I have to look at it differently. Of course. But if this is my house, right? Mm-hmm. And and I thought about it, and and Danny Starr said, "Look, I don't want a pretty woman in my house." She said that, and she said this on, on, on when she was on the air, she said that her husband has cheated on her before, mm-hmm. and she feels a way. She also said that her father right. cheated on her mother with a babysitter. Right, absolutely. And because, so that's been her life experience. And because of that, and, and that doesn't mean that her husband won't cheat if the babysitter is ugly, but not for nothing, I'm not going to give him that opportunity if I'm hurt. And the same way, you have never cheated on me ever in life. You have never even given me a remote feeling of any way, right? Me. Yeah, you. you mm-hmm. yeah. If we got a Manny, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Please believe the Manny would not look good. He would be overweight. He would not be sexy. It Are is, you serious? I am absolutely positively serious. I'm serious. If I don't a, if a, if a man if a manny came in here I don't looking you. like motherfucking uh Boris Kojo <laughs> or freaking um I don't know Morris Chestnut or whoever it is, no. No fucking He wouldn't way. get the job. He would definitely not get you the job. You would just shut him down. So he'd him. walk in and in your mind, you'd be thinking we're just about to waste the next forty five minutes of our lives because I've already decided that you haven't that you're not getting the job. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And you can say, but let me, and you can say, I'm insecure. You can say, I'm weak. You can say all these shits. You know what I would say? What? You're right. 
You're absolutely fucking right. I don't want to have to be in California for five days and this Manny picking up the phone like, hey, what's up? No. I don't want to have to worry about a Manny with walking around my house with his wife beater on showing his pecs. Okay, I- so a Manny wouldn't walk around wearing a wife beater because that would be inappropriate and unprofessional, clearly. Or, or, so he would be fully clothed at all times, clearly. Or him walking in the house talking about, I got to work out, and he got his... his uh, tight whatever it called his tights on to go work the out leggings leggings no basketball i don't want that in my house no way it's but, not gonna happen but why though and that's my decision if, if like you said i've never cheated on you and i've never given you a reason to feel as though i would or just the fact that you know that i don't look at other men like that right why would you feel as though you needed that extra layer of protection that you would have to remove any kind of temptation um, because, Especially if you feel, I mean, I per, I happen to know that you feel that we are very, very strong. Right. So why would you feel that way? Um, I think like, what's it, the real reason? I'm, I'm telling you, that is the real reason. I'm, in, in life, I need a couple of things in life, right? To work, continue to feel good, to feel right. And one of them is I need my sanity, right? And if there is a dude in my house that I know is highly attractive, I'm not going to have my sanity. I am just not. I'm going to be looking over my shoulder every which way because I honestly feel like most men. I'm not going to say all most men are motherfucking savages. Right. And I'm not going to say all men and fellas, if you're out there, you know what I'm talking about. A man will kick you. And not even know he's kicking you just just because that's his. What do you mean he'll kick you? Uh, for instance, right? Let's say I'm out in California and and you have a manny, right? Mm-hmm. And he's here and I'm out in California for a couple of days. He might just be like, damn, he's going again? Okay. <laughs> well, what, well, what would you like me to cook for you today? Uh-huh. Just little things like that can affect a situation because that might put in your mind like, yeah, he is going again. And then he can say something sort of like, would you like me to drive you to Logan's basketball game? Because you look tired. <laughs> I don't. Uh-huh. I don't want to be. That's in that what situation. you mean by kicking you. Yes, that, and he might not know he's deliberately kicking me, but that's what men do, you know. Especially if it's another attractive female. Hey, you look nice today. Maybe you didn't get a compliment from me for a week because I'm in L.A. Mm-hmm. And and you might be in a mood like damn. You're like damn. I miss my husband. I'm horny. Oh, and he said I look nice today. You might go upstairs and start playing with yourself, thinking about him. And I don't want that. I don't even want that <laughs> opinion or feeling or that. <laughs> what? I'm being honest. So then he start. Imagine I don't. I don't know bananas. you love, but I understand and I agree with you. Oh That's your goodness. motherfucking house, and you can decide who you want. And you know what? You don't have to explain shit to nobody. You could just said, Claire, and I'm not calling the young the lady a bitch, but mm-hmm. you could have said, bitch, you're not working for me. And I'm not being nasty. I'm just, you know, being sarcastic. No, you're not working for me. Mm-hmm. Simple. You know why? Because it's my house. I'm the boss and you got to get the fuck out. And if you don't like it, go work for somebody else. You know what? If you don't like it, go work for uh, Five Nines family or go work for Quicksilver's family. Maybe they'll be hiring, but you ain't gonna work for my family. And that's how I feel. But you you didn't answer the question. What question? <clears throat> My question to you personally is, if, and I said it before, but I'll repeat it. If you trust me, then why would that tre- threaten your sanity? It has nothing to do with trust for you. It's, it's me and how I feel <clears throat> and how I look at everything. And But maybe, why? And that's the question. And maybe, why? And maybe it's due to the fact that I have done stuff in the past that I am not proud of. Mm-hmm. And... That stuff haunts me. And it's almost like, I know. I don't want to, I don't want anybody around me 
or anybody in a possible place that can possibly kick me. And I'm not saying you're a weak person or not, none of that. But I'll fall for any of those mind tricks. I'm not saying that you will. <laughs> but let's say one day you've been drinking and you come home and he's sitting there. I with, don't drink when you're not around ever. Hey, let's say that one moment you do. You know, I, I don't. Let's say you do. That's pretty ironclad. Let's I don't drink do. when I'm not with you. Or let's say we get into a big argument over the phone and you're like, Ah, fuck! The- and then here comes Mister Mister fucking Nanny with a tray on his hand <laughs> and his his shirt off because he just finished working out. But like, I made you some fresh cut strawberries and ice cream. Mm-hmm. These are for you. I took the kids in and put them to sleep. Would you like me to feed you those? No, fuck that. There Get we the go. Fuck out of here. Okay, so, so- I have nothing to do with you. It's more about me. Okay, all right. Um, so what do you think? Well, I don't know how I feel about you feeling that way. It has nothing to do with you. It's no, I n- no, I understand. The same reason why I don't want you to have male friends. Like, I've said it a time and time again. If you want a male friend, make sure they're gay. I've said that a thousand and one times. Why? Because men are savages. And if you're a man out there and don't think another man will not possibly kick your back in, you're bugging. You're crazy. But if you That's know that I do. don't have eyes for anyone but you then it shouldn't matter if they're attractive. It shouldn't matter if he's bringing me strawberries and ice cream. Like it, none of that matters. If you know down deep in your heart of hearts that I only have eyes for you. All right. And I've proven that to you over 23 years. All right. Let's You've let's, never had an instance where you had to worry about me and another male. All right, let's, 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 Since teenagers to now. And I mean, I have eyes. I see what's going out on out there in the world. Now, let's, so, take it a, let's take it a step further. What's the difference? Step further, right? You don't have to say no names. Has any of my friends ever flirted or tried to kick my back in even a little bit? Be honest. I'm not even going to say friends, my associates, people around me. Have any of my f- associates, people <clears throat> around me, ever kicked my back in or tried to flirt with you? <clears throat> it's happened. All right. And those are supposed to be my friends or my associates. Those are the closest people around me. So now I'm, I'm expecting a manny. Not to do that? Not be. No, I understand what you're saying, but it shouldn't bother you regardless because you know how it's going to end. It's always going to end in your favor. Right. But this is the whole thing. It doesn't bother me. I, I'm, I'm, I, it doesn't bother me. And the reason it doesn't bother me is because I don't have it around me. There's certain things I don't have around me. You, you understand what I'm saying? I get it. But we're talking about a hypothetical situation where the potential of it being around you exists and you're saying that you wouldn't even allow for that potential to manifest into anything right, and my whole thing is you shouldn't feel away from the get-go i can understand if i've wronged you in the past and you don't want anything like that to resurface i get that right. but if you really really trust me then there should be no insecurity I'm insecure regardless. That's just who I am as a person. That's how I was raised and not raised with my parents, but being in a relationship with a beautiful woman always kind of made me insecure. That's just who I am. Now, I deal with my insecurities and I've been doing a great job patting myself on the back, but I'm not fully there. And I don't want that. I don't want that that stress that I don't even want to think about it. So like I'm so free that I don't want that in my life. It's just like having a person that's negative energy. I don't want that negative energy. So I just keep them away. So I think maybe you might've said something that gave me a little bit more clarity. You're basically saying that you feel like you've been conditioned in a sense to feel that way since we've been young. Correct. Okay. All right. That's a good enough answer. I understand that a little bit. Remember, more. I was the kid with glasses and braces and five foot four. So I always felt like as even when we, when we were younger, that I didn't deserve you, that I was lucky to have you. 
So when all these dudes used to kick it to you, whether they were athletes or actors or basketball players or whatever, football players, I always felt like I had to prove myself even more. Even though you never made me feel that way, that's what always, that's what my insecurity always did. You know, mm-hmm. and most times people, you know, they break up and then they try again and they get over their insecurities. We never broke up. We never took a split. So I had to deal with it being with you. Mm-hmm. So the way that I deal with it is not have the shit around me. OK, no, I understand. So what do you think? Well, with her situation, I'll just start by saying what everybody already knows, that discrimination is wrong. That's not something that you can sugarcoat. It's not something that you can cover up. But at the same time as I can shout that from the rooftops, I can also say that I understand why that is her point of view and why she makes that decision. You know, sometimes things will be wrong as two left feet. Right. But as human beings with, you know, real blood pumping through our veins we can understand why people make the choices that they make. And it doesn't mean that you're a hypocrite. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're contradicting yourself. It just means that you're in a position where you can appreciate real life. And to me, at the end of the day, that's all that ever matters to me. What is real life? How do people really feel? It's not about always trying to say the right thing or do the right thing. As long as your intentions are good and you're operating with a clear mind and you're you have you have no motivation to hurt anybody, then I think that that's the only thing that matters. So with her, she's coming from a damaged past. Right. She grew up in a household where she was aware that her father cheated on her and excuse me, cheated on her mother with the babysitter. And then as an adult, she had the same experience where her husband cheated on her. So she's coming from a point of some kind of insecurity. And I'm not calling her an insecure female because on her show, she made it her business to say, I am not insecure. Right. But I'm sure that she's had insecure moments or maybe even questioned her security and questioned the men in her life. And it is her prerogative to make sure that she sets her life up in a, in a situation where she's kind of like what you said, you know, I'm going to make sure that those threats are not around Absolutely. me. Absolutely. This way I don't have to deal with any fallout. I'm going to pad my life as much as I can to make sure that I'm as happy as I can be. And I don't have to confront any type of disappointment. Right. And especially not something that I had control over. So she's exercising her control. If having a female that's attractive, and it doesn't mean that she's not attractive. I saw a picture of her. She's a beautiful girl. So it's not even a matter of, well, I'm not going to have someone more attractive than me because we all know men don't just cheat with women that are more attractive than you. Same thing with women. Yeah, exactly. But, so I'll change that. People don't just cheat go. with other individuals that are more attractive than you. They cheat with anybody. They'll cheat with someone that's far less attractive than you. That person may have just stroked their ego or, like you said, paid them a compliment or offered them some. It could be any host of reasons. But one of those reasons that we automatically think of when we think of cheating is how attractive was that other person? Is that person more attractive than me? Does she have something over me? Was she better in bed than me? You know, whatever it was. So for her, 
She said, well, you know what? I'm going to eliminate that one thing that most people's minds go through. If you are an attractive female, you are not going to be in my personal space, especially where one of your jobs is to perform otherwise wifely duties. Right. Like taking care of children and being motherly to children in front of my husband, where even if he doesn't realize it, he's... He's noticing something that he can appreciate from you. Right. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You may be preparing meals. You will be in a position where you're going to be in direct contact with my husband. He's going to be making requests of you or communicating with you or complimenting you or whatever. So the whole setup of a nanny situation that's in your house, say five days a week, it doesn't lend itself to... A woman that has been hurt in the past being secure. So I feel as though she has the right to protect her own sanity, to protect her home against that. With all of that being said, if she feels that way, then it's my opinion that she needs to ask herself the bigger questions. And that kind of coincides with what I was just asking you. If you trust me 100%, then you should not have those worries. You explained yourself and said, basically, it's not you, it's me. Correct. And with her, I don't think it's necessarily 100%. It's not him, it's her. It is a little bit of him because he has hurt her in the past. Right. But I think that that's something that they need to work towards rectifying. It may never get to a point. I don't think it may never get to a point where she'll want to have an attractive woman working in her house. But I think that if there's anything lingering from whatever it is that they've been through, then that's something that they need to communicate and work on the trust and the security aspect of their relationship. As a man speaking, I don't want to communicate about it anymore. You know, and the reason I say that is, Nothing you can say or nothing I can say is going to give you the trust that wants that that wants that to be able to happen again. That's not true. Wait, wait. Explain yourself. All right. For instance, right? Right. If I have a secretary, uh huh, and I fuck the secretary, right? right? If I'm looking for another secretary, I don't want to. Uh, 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 pull, uh, let me reverse that. If you have a male secretary, okay, right, uh-huh. and you fuck the male secretary, okay, I forgive you and mm-hmm. I say, okay, let's move on. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean I forget. We, we, we're, of course gonna, not, right? That, that doesn't mean I'm going to put a fucking another sexy secretary back into that position. No, right? I don't want that. There's nothing wrong with that. We don't have to have another conversation. We don't have to have another. No, no, talk. no. I'm not talking about having a conversation about her hiring an attractive nanny. I'm talking about they need to have a conversation about what's really wrong in their relationship that disallows her from hiring an attractive nanny. We know what the problem in is. their home. We, you, you fucked. You fucked the uh, somebody. Yeah, that's the problem, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I don't know if he slept with somebody. She said he cheated. Right, we and don't know. Cheating doesn't necessarily doesn't, mean yeah, sex. We, we so I don't want to assume the what their situation and is. She'll always have that residue. No, she, she may not always have that residue. My residue fades each and every day. Right. My residue fades each and every day. But it could pop and up at a, moment of, at a moment of dime. At a drop of a dime, it could, it could pop when up. When you say possible. pop up, what do you mean? We're talking about it right now, so it popped up. I don't want to talk this about it. This isn't popping up. But see, here's the thing, and this is what you're talking about, the things that you've done that haunted you. Correct. You feel a way about it in this moment, having this conversation. I can yes. see the twitch in your eye. It's wanna, so strange. Because I don't want to go in that lane. I know, but I'm not in that lane. I'm happy as a freaking lark All right, but, having this conversation. Well, Hold on. And that's the point that I'm making. It 
can, people can go through the worst of the worst. You can go through the thick of it. But in my opinion, if I have a forgiving heart and I'm letting God guide me and I allow you to make up for what you did, if I allow you to Mm -hmm. show me that you are are sorry and that you spend every day making up for what you did and showing me that you are a different person whom I can trust and whom right now sitting here looking at you I can look at you and tell you I friggin adore you I adore you I adore you I don't just love you I adore you I would take a bullet for you in a moment's notice okay that is real forgiveness and that's what I'm talking about with this couple if they don't have that, Rashawn, we go to the strip club together. I, You can have 10 naked strippers around you and I'm throwing money. I trust you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I don't care who you're around. I don't care who you look at. And I've been wronged, which is why I had to ask that question to you more than one time because I really wanted to understand if I've never wronged you and you don't have the same security, it baffles me because I'm on the polar opposite and I have that security with you. So when it comes to her and her husband, what I'm saying is if she doesn't feel that way, if she doesn't feel that security, and I don't know how long ago he did what he did, in my opinion, and I can be wrong, to me, and it's only because I'm on the inside looking out, I've experienced all of this, I've experienced all of these emotions, I feel as though maybe he hasn't done what is necessary to get a woman's heart back and to get her trust back and to clean the slate as much as possible so that she can feel comfortable and so that she can feel secure. Do you understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. There's work men have to do. I get so many messages from women that say, Gia, after everything that you went through, can you please explain how you regained that trust? It didn't happen in a day. It happened over a course of time. It happened over years. Because what a lot of people don't realize is that what we went through six years ago when I found out what had happened, I found out about something that happened Three years prior. Mm -hmm. So technically, you cheated on me nine years ago. So from the moment that I found out Mm -hmm. six years ago, every day has been a work in progress. And I would say as of maybe two years ago, two and a half years ago, I started to feel okay. Right. I started to feel okay. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it took four years of you grinding every day in different ways, showing me how much you loved me, showing me that I could trust you, you know, putting everything right there in front of me in plain sight to see every time that you went out of town, like you're booking a flight before you even asked me if I wanted to go or not. Right. And I may not have wanted to go, but you're like, you're coming because you wanted to make sure that I never had any reason ever again in life to doubt you. Correct. And that is what it takes. Women, if you've been through something like this, That is what it takes. It takes a man who's committed and is not going to get tired and doesn't have the, man, it's been four months, F this ish. If he shame, forgive me by now, she ain't going to forgive me then. I'm just going to have to bounce. Like you, you don't need a man with that mentality. You need a man whose mentality is, I don't care what it takes. I did wrong and now it's my job to restore this. And I'm going to prove to her, I'm going to put everything in plain sight. I'm going to show this woman that I love her. I want her. If you have a family, I want my family too. That is what it takes. And that's what I've appreciated about you because I haven't been easy. 
No. From the outside looking in, people might think like, oh, it was easy. I haven't been easy. Correct. I know that it's been difficult for you over and over and over again, mm-hmm. but you never faltered. And you would say, I don't care what it takes. I'm right. here and I'm going to grind. And, and you know what? And, um, and that's what I want for her. And I've made, and I, I don't want to call them mistakes. I made bad decisions because mistakes is something different. And I made bad decisions in, in, in our history. And I was going to talk to you about this outside, but I really want a fresh start. So this year, I want to, I know we have a lot to do this year. I know we got a lot of shit going on, but I want to renew our vows this year. And I want to start over. Um, and that's because why this, there's so many things that I've done wrong in this relationship mm-hmm. that I think about all the time. You know, do you really, I do, I do. And, you know, and sometimes they, they come back to, to haunt me or haunt a feeling and it makes me feel a way. When you say come back to haunt you, you mean just mentally, just mentally. Correct. Oh, mm-hmm. And I want to start fresh. You know, I want to renew our vows and start as a new couple and I know we can never forget the past but I just want to start fresh and start new and start really looking and re-pledge myself to you in front of God to start over I really do I appreciate that and I love you for that but I gotta be honest with you I don't think that's necessary well I want to you know why My, but I want to for myself I want to to show you and I want to to show God you know um, I did so many stupid fucked up shit you know and not just the cheating aspect but so many things, you know, <clears throat> whether it was the insecure shit or, or I mean, we talk about it over and over on the podcast. And I, I want to redo our vows and reshow my devotion and my sacrifice to you. You know, I used to make fun of uh, Jackie Christie all the time because every year they renewed their vows, right? Oh, yeah, that's and right. Shout out uh-huh. to Jackie Christie. She hits me all the time on on, on Instagram and DM sometimes just to say, show, show support and everything. And I used to laugh at it all the time. I'd be like, oh, here they go again, planning another year. But I get it and I understand. You know, maybe that's their way of starting fresh every year where they feel like they can reinvest into each other's lives and redo it in front of God's. God, you know, and I want to do it. I don't want to do it every year now. I don't want a Jackie Christie situation, but I do uh-huh. want to do it. And then we'll talk more about it because I know I'm just hitting you. You have no idea where it came from, but I would love to do that. There's more to talk about? Yeah, let's just do it and plan it. That's all. Okay, I'm just going to say something about that. What? I embrace everything that we've went through. Okay. And if, I don't know about you, if I didn't embrace it and feel as though there was some value to all of the negative things that we went through, I don't know if I'd be able to sit here and talk about it so freely on this podcast. I understand, but that doesn't mean mean we can't talk about it freely, but I just want to... No, 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 but but what I'm saying is I feel as though it's part of our history. It is. And I feel as though it's part of our current greatness. And if we didn't go through everything that we went through, we wouldn't be great today. We would be mediocre today. Right. Like... It's going to sound crazy, but if you didn't do a lot of those effed up things, I feel like we just might be made mediocre. Right. Okay. I mean, that's do, do you understand what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. I but, feel like everything we went I mean, through made perfect. us strong yeah, and absolutely. it made, it just, I don't know. It's just a concoction that for right now where we are, I couldn't imagine myself being happier. So in its own weird, twisted way, it worked. And I've said this to you before, but I feel like it was a gift and a curse. It was. I don't think, like if you want to renew our vows, I think that that's beautiful and Mm -hmm. I would love to do that. But for me, it wouldn't be to wipe away everything. That's not to wipe away. I want to show my devotion to you and I want a fresh start. I want to clean. I want to, you know, I made a, a vow 
to God and I didn't follow that vow. So I kind of want to do over. I want to start over. I want to show my dedication and devotion. Okay. And that's that's the reason. So why. it's like you want to do it again the right way. Correct. Okay. Um, also, and you know, this is a long podcast, so I don't want to hear, well, you only got one email cause we already passed 40 minutes. So I'm just telling you that, just throw that out there <laughs> and we have to get it up quick. Um, also I want to say that, you know, sometimes we talk about mental health and mental issues and I, and I listen to my friends and coworkers and people I'm around and they talk about mental health and they say, you know, sometimes you need people to talk to. And I just want to tell everybody out there that's in a relationship, married, a couple, you have to be your boyfriend or your girlfriend's or your spouse's best friend. I know sometimes things are stressful. I know sometimes things are hard, but you got to be able to listen to your spouse and hear what they're going through and not judge them. You know, that's one thing that I learned from you. And the reason I say that is, um, yeah, where's this coming <clears> from? I was talking to you, God, from the Wu Tang Clan, right? You, God, remember you, God? Oh, I thought you was was talking to you, God. Like what? You, God, from the Wu Tang Clan, and 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 you should remember. I was talking to you, God. You remember you, God, or no? Yeah, yeah. From where? From Wu Tang Clan. Besides that, um, is he the one that's an actor? Yeah, he was in acting class. Yeah. Oh, he was in acting class with us. Yes, 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 yes. I remember. So he was telling about you know he went to go see a therapist because there were things bothering him that he never got out. And I was thinking about it, and I was... Wait, when did you see you, God? He was on a, on the show a couple of days ago. Okay. And he was talking about, you know, going to a therapist to get things out. And I was like, you know, the crazy part is I get a lot of my problems out and things that I've dealt with in the past, whether it was uh, my parents or relationships or friendships or whatever. Business. Business, things that I've done wrong and... One day I want to write a. Uh, uh, I want to really talk about some of the shit that I've done wrong. I got, we got to talk to a lawyer because some of the stuff might not be as legal. Oh, okay. <clears throat> like some, you know, some of the stupid shit that I did. And you know a lot of it, right? Right. Of course. That I would love to talk about and just see what my mind frame was during that time. But mm-hmm. anyway, and I was like, you know, I get a lot of my therapy sessions from talking to you because when I talk to you, I feel like you don't judge me, you know. And in a relationship. And it sounds crazy because, be, oh, yeah, no, no, no. It's, it's, it's honest. I can talk to you about anything, you know, um, and you don't judge me. You sit there, you listen, and you give me your honest opinion, and you try to help me go through that situation. Mm-hmm. And I've been called many different things for uh, my relationship with my wife, and I don't give a fuck. But that's one thing that I appreciate and respect that. You are my therapy session. And I think all men and women should have a therapy session. And if you can't have that therapy session with your loved one, then you have to reevaluate your situation. And the reason I say that is I can talk to you about how I'm feeling about work or about something that makes me insecure or something that bothers me that I still feel about something in my past. And you will talk me through it. And you don't charge me hourly rates. <laughs> you know, we, we don't have to stop at the 59 minute mark. Mm-hmm. We can have hours of that conversation. And that's what we should be able to talk about. You know, I'm bad because I'm not that type of person. <clears throat> and I don't want to say that cares because I do care. I don't know how to ask the right questions. I never asked you about, hey, you got cut in your face. Did that affect you as a person in a negative way? I've never asked you because I always felt like she's good. 
she's strong. Let's keep it moving. You know, I never asked. I should have. I never did. But you always ask me about how everything affects me. Mm-hmm. And I just want to tell the men out there that if there's something that happened in your ladies, your woman's, your girls, your fiance's wife, you should have those conversations because you never know where it will go. You never know what Pandora's box that it will open in a positive way. And I want to say thank you because you're that outlet to me. You know, and I was thinking, I was like, damn, I don't have a therapist, but I, I get everything off my chest. And I was like, why? And I was like, oh, I have those conversations with Kia. And I just wanted to say that. Thank you. Oh, thank say you another. for saying that. I appreciate that. Saying a titty sucking contest where I'm just sucking your titty. I really <laughs> feel it. Uh-huh. All right. Now, uh, let's get to the email of the week. Now, it's already um, over time. So we're just we're over to, time already. But we will be in, in a second. OK. All right. All right, now I have a little cold and um, the house is finally heating up. Yes, it's warm. I've I've taken off a couple of layers. Now, also, if you hear our kids, they just got home from gymnastics, so um, they should be coming There's in. There's a room. very good likelihood that London's going to come in here talking about mommy. And I'm kind of surprised that they haven't come in. I'm kind of hurt. Are they home? Yeah, they're home. Well, Irma might hear us doing this so she might be trying to contain them and especially since I hope um, she is they had, we had a huge uh, talent contest la- last night not one but anyway <laughs> first and foremost let me see all right oh there's two we gotta do two there's okay th- there's oh two yes these are all about kids raising their children all right okay hey yeah i listen to you guys every single week and i love you so much need your help asap my son keeps coming home talking about the same child hitting him as well as classmates. I'm so livid. My son's dad is like envy when it comes to this. Laugh out loud. I want to handle it in a nice professional way. Please help me. He's five in pre-K. Again, he keeps talking about a child hitting him as well as his classmates. What should he do? Me first, I go. All right. <laughs> oh, you're ready. You you want to handle this one That's a perfect example. Perfect example. And I'm going to tell you exactly what to do so you don't get in trouble. You have to teach your son how to defend himself, all right? I'm not saying fighting is the way. I'm not saying fighting is the key, but you have to teach him how to defend himself. Simple. If he does not know how to defend himself, if his dad doesn't want to wrestle with him or, or, or teach him how to fight, that's fine. That's cool because sometimes we can't do that. Put him in karate. If you don't want to put him in karate, put him in boxing. Now, you're not putting in put him, putting him into these things where he wants you want a long-time profession. You just want him to learn how to defend himself, all right? Now, you don't tell him to defend himself right away. Simple. This is how you protect yourself. First, what you do is when the kid hits him, he has to tell. Hey, um, whatever your teacher's name is. Hey, Mrs. Harriet, Timmy hit me. Can you please tell Timmy to stop? Next time Timmy hits me, I have to defend myself. Right then and there, you gave it out. Mm-hmm. He told. He mm-hmm. said, little Timmy hit me. And in my terms, next time he hits me, I'm going to bust his ass. <laughs> That's Clarence. Uh-huh. Next time Timmy hits me, your son has to put the beats on him. Not just one hit back. So wait, you so have to make him cry. So you because th- once he cries, Timmy will never do it again. I guarantee. It doesn't matter how little your son is. Once these kids cry, no kid around him will want to cry and will ever fuck with your son. We had the same situation with Logan. Yes, Logan was a very small kid, still small. The bigger kids used to pick on him. Mm-hmm. Same problem. I told Logan. The first thing you do, you tell a teacher. Second, the second thing you do, defend yourself. But you got to make the boy cry. Once that boy cries, wow. what happens? No kid messes with him because they're like, Logan's crazy and Logan will fuck us up. And <laughs> Logan hasn't had a problem. Has Logan had a problem since? No. Does but- Logan have a problem with anybody now? Have, has Logan ever came and said, this kid did nothing? 
No, because Logan, I, I think Logan's peers knows that he's strong and will defend himself. And why? Because he fucked up that one kid. He cried. I mean, I think no it, it might have been more than one might have kid. Been a couple, but that's, yeah. that's my a couple of different situations. But you think that it's just a, a one-time thing? Like if a child hits you once, so that's not like three strikes and you're out. No, no three strikes. One, you hit me once. I disagree. I'm gonna tell a teacher the second time. I'm gonna defend myself, and and you have to teach it that. Say defend myself. Those are terms that you can use. So if if you ever get called in, my, your son said he was gonna defend himself. He defended himself. That's different than my son beat him up. Okay. Defend himself. So I would go about it slightly differently. I think that if Timmy puts his hand on your son, then your son should give Timmy a warning first. Timmy, if you put your hands on me again, then I'm going to have no choice but to defend myself. After he gives Timmy that warning, then he would have to go to Mrs. Harriet and tell Mrs. Harriet, Timmy just put his hands on me, and if he does it again, I'm going to have no choice but to defend myself. Then he needs to come home and tell his parents, Mom, Dad, Timmy just put his hands on me. At that point, it's the parents' job Mm -hmm. to send an email to everyone that counts at the school, meaning the teacher and the principal, and also if there is an assistant teacher. So everybody is on that email. Everybody gets CC'd, documenting mm-hmm. exactly what happens, and to a point where it's reiterated that Miss Harriet was made aware. Then I would give one more time. If Timmy hit my child again, I would go through the same procedures. At that point, I would make a meeting. So Timmy gets the warning. Miss Harriet is made aware. I send the email. But in addition, I create a situation where I'm sitting down with the teacher and the principal and we're talking about what happened again and how was it handled the first time and was the mother and father made aware as well. And then if it happened a third time, I would tell my son, if he puts your his hands on you again, you defend yourself. And at that point, after my son defends himself, then I would need to see what steps are going to be taken so that it never happens again. Because this is a five-year-old. And at this stage, kids hit. Mm-hmm. Kids hit, they push, they shove, they bite. They're so young, and especially if you're five, you know, you're a little bit newer to the school situation. You know, you might have been in school since you're three. Sometimes parents put their kids in fresh as kindergartners. Other parents start them a little bit earlier as preschool. But whichever way, you're only about two years in at best. And you're in a new social situation. It's not just your mom coddling you and picking you up and tucking you in and telling you how amazing and smart and beautiful you are. Now Mm -hmm. you're in a class where now you have to share. Right. Now you have to share. When you're at home, your toys are your toys. And you probably, there's a chance that you may not have to share. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, there goes my boo-boo. I heard a mommy. Uh Um, And then you're also in a situation as a child where you have maybe three people in the classroom telling you what to do. Mm -hmm. And they have so many other children to deal with that they might not be giving you that direct full on attention that you're getting. Right. From your mom at home. Mm -hmm. And as a five year old, you may have to readjust and learn how to cope with your new feelings. And yeah, you may put your hand on some other five year olds or some four year olds or other three year olds in your class. And 
that is something that happens. So if my child gets hit by Timmy, I'm not going to jump and think, well, Timmy's a little savage or Timmy's a little brute. I'm going to think to myself, well, Timmy just may need to learn how to cope with whatever emotions he's having as a kindergartner. Right. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And I can understand that because it could just as easily be my kid on the reverse end and be my kid that's hitting someone. And I would hope that another parent would exhibit the same understanding and the same grace towards my child and not make a meeting to say, you know, well, Timmy has to be pulled out or if it's my child, Jackson has to be pulled out of this class and put into another class or he needs to be expelled from the school because he doesn't know how to keep his hands to himself and my child is in danger. No, I care about my kid. And guess what? I care about Timmy, too. Do you know what I mean? So as long as Timmy doesn't have any documented behavioral problems or psychological problems, and I don't feel as though he's a threat, if I feel as though whatever his behavior is can be managed by his parents and the teachers and they set up a program or, you know, some type of, they put something in place to make sure that he's not a threat to the children in the classroom, including mine. Hold on a second. Okay, and I understand why you had to take that. We need to know if our kids have school tomorrow. Wow. Our kids' schools have been closed for... Tomorrow will make three days. Well, at least we have power. So, woohoo to that. So, anyway, I would... Hold on, hold on. Let me just tell the kids. They're going to be so excited. Are you kidding me? Maddie! Right now? Hey, did you realize I was talking? I know. But just, they couldn't wait until I just finished my thought? I'm sorry, I would have just liked to finish my sorry, thought. Sorry. I mean, I was, I was excited for That's the kids. That's all. Hold on, hold on. I was excited for the kids. Okay, this makes up for all the times I've interrupted you. Hold on. So, I don't have to cancel my flight then. Wait, you don't have to cancel your... Why not? Because remember, I was canceling the flight to make it to Logan's game. But oh, no the school. game's going to be canceled. Right. Oh, that's right. No school tomorrow. I know. Oh, they called you too? No, Logan is like... Oh, okay. All right. Hi, my baby. Hey, boo boo. <laughs> Come on, climb up here real quick and give me a kiss. Give me a kiss really quick. So, Madison, let me yeah. ask you a Hold question. Hold on, right say fast. hi, beautiful people. <laughs> hi. No, no, say hi, beautiful people. Hi, beautiful people. Say, I'm Lundy. I'm Lundy. <laughs> Come here, Madison. How's your nest? So, Madison. Yeah. Now, okay. Maddie, right? Yeah. Let me ask you a question, Look, right? See these microphones? Now, what do we teach you okay? that if somebody hits you, what Love do you, you do? What's the first thing you do if somebody like hits she's, you? Wait, wait, school? hold on. She's looking at you like, should I be diplomatic? No. What, <laughs> what did you tell you to do if somebody hits you in school? What was the first thing you're supposed to do? Telling them. And then the second thing you do the next time that happens? Hit them back. See? She hey! still remembers. Still remembers. Hold that, on, and that's the way she do. Hey. Oh, I'm like. <laughs> we're, we're taping the podcast Hi, and the baby just came home. I'm so sorry, guys. Hi. Hey, Brookie Chu. Kissy Poo. Thank you. Who loves you? What's up, babe? No, no, you can't touch that. You're going to touch the mic and you're going to mess up Remember, the whole podcast, the okay? <laughs> I love you, though. I'm sorry. Bye-bye, no, baby. <laughs> bye-bye. You're not going to say bye? Say bye. No, she's going to say it, but when she... Bye. Bye, boo-boo. Okay, baby. Love you. Love me kiss. Louder. Mwah. Thank you, baby. Right, Maddie, beat this joint. Bye-bye. Right. Bye, guys. Bye, Choo-Choo. Love you. Bye, guys. But you see, it's still instilled in Madison. Madison still remembers what I taught her from this day, that if somebody hits you, the first thing you do is tell. Second thing you do is defend yourself. You see? She knew it. Exactly. Right. And that was taught since age four. Right. So... I don't really remember exactly what I was saying because you interrupted me so like savagely. Sorry. Um, <laughs> my my only concern would be that my child is in a safe environment. So upon that last meeting, I would want to know what was being put into place to make sure that it wouldn't happen again. Gotcha. All right.
Now, um, the next email. Do you want to go to the next email? Of course. Or do you want to do the next? You're email? asking me if I want to go to the next email. Okay. And you already know that answer. Hey guys, first and foremost, I want to say that I love you guys so much. We I love t- you too. I attended the first show live and I wish I could have made the second one, but life's priorities got in the way. I definitely will be attending the next one. Well, I'm currently a single mom with two beautiful children from Long Island. One boy and one girl. My son is eight years old and my daughter is four. The age difference isn't too bad. They are close to each other, but they do tend to compete and argue with each other, which drives me insane. My son got very impatient when I took my daughter to her gymnastics class for the first time, and my son just whined and complained. Aww. Uh, let me see where I'm at. Where am I? Where am I? Hold on, hold on. Oh, he even got frustrated at me and yelled in front of many parents when I took away my phone while he was playing games just so I could record my daughter while she was practicing. He became very jealous after the class speaking very negative word towards her and nastily while she was bragging about how happy she was with gymnastics class. We've been putting him in plenty of extracurriculum activities since he was two years old from swimming to basketball to baseball. He's even went to Disney without his sister and there still seems to be jealousy issue going on. I could imagine with all the children you guys have. Damn. Do you run into this (laughs) issue? Please. I would love to hear what you have to say. The answer is yes. (laughs) We ran into that issue with only one of our children, and that was Jackson. And that was somewhat recently. And that's Laura. Laura. Shout to you, Laura. Hey, Laura. Yes, Laura. Um, Yeah, we ran into that wall with Jackson None of the other kids, but for some reason, when Brooklyn was born, Jackson was the only child that didn't seem to be over the moon ecstatic about it. It kind of looked at to us. It kind of looked like he looked at her like, all right, little baby, you came here to steal my shine. Well, it's not going to happen. And. At first, he never did anything outlandish or too noticeable. But as she started getting a little bit bigger and we had to pay a little bit more attention to her to a point that it took away attention from him, he would do little things like when nobody was looking, he might give her a little nudge. Right. He never struck her or anything like that. He might give her a little nudge. If, let's say she made a cute noise, for instance, and everybody's gushing over here like, oh, Brookie, you could see him standing there like that one's so special. I know, like I'm a triple later. <laughs> you know, like he didn't do anything overt, but you could tell that there was a little bit of resentment there. Right. And that might sound like it's very small in comparison to what you're going through with your older children, but we saw the seed kind of starting to grow into a plant at that point. Mm-hmm. And we, it was our choice. You know, we talked about it a few times and it was our choice to try to do everything that we could to bring them closer. Number one and number two, to show him extra attention the same way that you are. And for us, it worked. And now Brookie is one and a half. So she gives him kisses and hugs and tells him that she loves him. So he's warming up to her because I think he's realizing that she's not as much of a threat. But I personally made it my business. Like I, at that point, I would take him and I'm not an advocate of babies sleeping in our bed. You know, I will repel that at 
every given chance. There are times where I fail. There are times where, you know, for some reason, especially if I have a sick child, where I will allow them to sleep in the bed, but it's something that I I never wanted to start because I know that once you start that, it's so hard to end. But at that point, I made a choice to let him sleep in our bed so I can cuddle him and cradle him and snuggle and rub his head and tell him how much I love him and, you know, ask him about, you know, things that he's into and really just go out of my way to seem super interested in whatever was on his little two-year-old mind and now his three-year-old mind because I wanted to make sure that he felt as though he was very much paid attention to. And for us, it worked. Now him and Brookie are like besties. Right. Right. And, you know, I agree with you to a certain extent. The first thing I would do, I would have to rewind, you know. Um, No kid is going to disrespect me, you know. Right. Um, My child is not going to disrespect me. I don't care who's around. And kids are smart. Mm -hmm. Kids know that, hey, other parents around, mom is not going to yell at me or or Mm -hmm. pop me or or do anything in front of these other people. Damn right I won't. Yes, I I mean, you damn right I will. Right. No, I don't give a fuck. Disrespect is disrespect. If you disrespect me in front of anybody, I'm going to pull your coat card. I'm going to pull your your coat card. Coattail. Your coattail, yeah. Or pull your card. Uh, Well, I'll put them both together. I'm going to pull your coat card. I'm going to pull your coat and your card. Um, no, absolutely. I don't care who's around. You're not going to disrespect me. You're going to respect me because I'm your mother or I'm your father or I'm your guardian at that time. And that's the first thing I would have checked. Well, that's a mistake that a lot of parents make. I mean, I'll be out in the mall, the supermarket. I've seen it a dozen times where it's usually a young child, say up to maybe the age of eight, Uh but, but you see it between like babies and say eight years old where... I've seen kids telling their mothers off in public, just like straight insulting them. You're ugly. You're fat. You're stupid. I don't like you. Things of that nature. And I've seen in public kids not get what they're asking for in a store in the supermarket and then throw a tantrum. Right. Tell their mother about themselves. There's always a mother. I've never really seen it. No, I've seen it with the father, but not too often, usually with the mothers. Uh And I've seen kids throw themselves on the floor of a supermarket, kicking and screaming, yelling, making a scene. And... My answer to that is they do that because they can. Right. Because they know that there's no consequence, there's no repercussion. The first time that my child does something like that, my child is getting yoked up and there's going to be an immediate consequence right there. Absolutely. And we've told this story before, but London, the first time that she thought that she can act up with me, I pulled her coat card (laughs) real quick, like really quick. Um, And from that point on, she has never done it again. And especially when she started going to school. Well, that was that time she disrespected me directly. She told me, Mommy, I don't like you. I remember that. Yeah. Well, I'll tell I'll tell it for maybe people. I didn't want to repeat it because we said it on a podcast before, but I'll I'll say it really quickly. Um, We have a thing in our house with our with our staircase when my children were especially a little bit younger, say two and three right now, they're three and four London and Jackson. I told them when they're walking up and down the stairs, whether they're walking with someone or not that they have to either hold the adult's hand and, or hold the rent, not the, uh, to hold the, the spindles. Correct. So, you know, you have the railing, which is the top part. And then the spindles are the little vertical, rods or if you have metal or whatever Uh that you know go up and down the stairs I told them they have to hold on to that and 
London wants to be a big girl. Right. So she wants to hold the railing because that's what we taller humans hold on to. So one day, I don't remember if she was going up the stairs or down the stairs, but she was on the stairs. And I said to her, I said, Lundy, you have to hold the spindles, not the railing. I said, because it's too tall and you can fall. Well, I want to hold the railings because I'm a big girl. I said, yes, sweetie, you are a big girl, but you have to do what I tell you to do. And I'm telling you to hold the spindles. And she said, mommy, I don't like you. And I said, what? I said, what did you just say? I don't like you. I said, "Mm mm-hmm. So I excused everybody that was around. I told everybody to go away. And I said, London, you come upstairs right now. And she came upstairs. I said, now come into my bedroom. She came into the bedroom and I said, what did you just say to me? She said, I said, I don't like you. Mm -hmm. I said, really? I said, now put your hand out. She put her hand out. I popped the back of her hand. And then she starts to tear up. I said, what did you say? Tell me what you said again. She said, I said, I don't like you. And I popped the bleep out of her hand again. And I said, go ahead, say it again. I'm just letting you know, you say it again, I'm going to pop you again. I said, tell me what you said. She said, I, 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 I said, you're not going to say it again, are you? She said, no, mommy. I said, okay, now you apologize to me. I'm sorry, mommy. I said, let me explain something to you. This is not the way that you speak to me. You are not allowed to say anything mean or disrespectful to me, because if you do, the consequence next time is going to be much bigger than this consequence right now. Mm -hmm. And never again, literally never again, has she spoken in any disrespectful way, any form or fashion whatsoever. But another time she came home, this is when she first started Montessori school. Uh She didn't get what she wanted. Don't remember what it was, but she threw a tantrum on the floor, fell out. Legs and arms kicking and flailing. Right, right, right. And I yoked her up, shook her, and told her, we do not do this. This is not what we do when we don't get what we want. We do not do this. And the next time, it's not going to be a shake. Do you understand? I mean, I was so... And not a violent shake. Not a violent shake. Where you, well, you of course not. Not, not like shaking baby syndrome right. shake, but right. just something to kind of get her started, to get her attention God, so I that she understands right. that I mean business. Right. Something that she doesn't want to feel again. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like it kind of goes hand in hand with her registering. Mommy is mad. Mommy's angry. Absolutely. Mommy's disappointed. I, I don't want to see that look in mommy's face again. Absolutely. You know? So I shook her and I said, this is not what we do. I said, do you understand? Yes. Do you understand? Tell me you understand. I understand. I understand. Okay. I don't ever want to see this again. And she said, okay, never again has that child kicked or flailed. So I'm saying all that to say, if my child acted up in public, and you could ask any of our kids, they will get hemmed up in public in that moment. Immediately. Because you cannot set a precedent for your child to think that they can do that in front of their friends. Absolutely. Because they will show off and have, and then when they get older, they'll have an attitude with you in front of their friends. They'll boss you around in front of their friends. How do I know? Because I did it when I right. was a teenager. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? So I, I, I get it. Like I get the mentality that you have to have to do something like that because that's how I was when I was a child. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? And my mom wouldn't discipline me in front of my friends. So I knew that I could do it again and again. And really all it was was me showing off. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? But a kid in a supermarket... You don't let them get away with it unless you want that to be a routine. Right. And I just want to ask you, do you remember that one time that Madison showed off in front of her friend when we were in 
the, uh, the by parking Models. lot by Models. Yeah. And what age was Madison at that time? 12, 13? If Madison is 16 now, she was probably 12. 12. I popped in front of her friends. Well, what? tell what happened. Um, Something happened in the car and Madison got smart. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember exactly what happened, but... She Madison was a child, type of kid that never got smart, but it was obvious that she tried to show off in front of her friend. Yeah, and I guess she thought that I wouldn't say anything or do nothing. I pulled that motherfucking car over and popped it right on her lip. Yeah, don't talk to me fucking like that. Yeah, you like um plucked her, plucked her right on like her you lip. plucked her right on her lip. At age twelve, plucked her right on her lip. Her no, 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 no. Hold on. <laughs> Maybe you don't remember. I don't. You pulled over. You hopped out the car. I turned around. I saw the fear of God. In her face, you flung open the back seat door, you unstrapped her, took her out of the car, and then popped her on the lip. Yeah. And then popped her on and said, don't you ever think for a minute that you can disrespect me when we're by ourselves or when you're in front of your friend. Right. Yeah. And, I, and I'll do it again. You she know. cried. And then we were taking her and her friend somewhere. We turned around, went right back home. I called her friend's mother and I said, sorry, but Madison was just disrespectful. And now she doesn't get the treat of going out with her friend. So I'm going to bring your daughter home. I'm so sorry, but it was Madison's fault. And Madison has to apologize to so-and-so. I'm just not going to say a little girl's name. I said, Madison has to apologize yeah. for ruining their plans. Absolutely. And I don't care. Like, they, my, our kids know that. Don't fuck with daddy. When dad says, oh, y'all want to Don't bleep with either of us. Like, yeah. we don't, like, when it comes to the whole respect thing, we don't play. And I guess that's how I would sum up, you know, my opinion about this email. Yeah. If you're a mother that doesn't play, you have to show that you don't play. And, and also. And, and. Also show your son a whole lot of cushiony love yeah, absolutely. in the meantime. Every kid, I don't care how many kids you have, 5, 8, 10, 12, they One. need their own special time. Um, I take Madison out sometimes, it's just me and Maddie. Gia takes Madison out to get their hair done and nails done, it's just them. And it's not about getting hair or nails done, it's about the conversation. Like today, me and Madison just had a conversation about life. You mm-hmm. know, and those are the best conversations. I do the same thing with Logan. You know, I might take him outside in the backyard and and take the dog out with him, or we might shoot some basketball when we talk. London, I might sit here and watch Pinocchio with her and just how was school? You know what's going on? You know, same thing with with Jackson. You know, I might go downstairs and lay on the floor with him for a couple hours and we just play cars. Just let him talk. Just listen to him. And the same thing with my little Brookie Chew. You know, I just like to take her and just talk to her about different things. Hey, this is the dog. You know, let's let's take the dog outside. Hey, Brookie, you want to watch television? I might sing with her, dance with her, make her laugh. These are the things that you should do with each and every one of your child children. And you might not have a lot of time, but even if it's a little bit of time, they would love it. Because that's all that matters to them. That's all that matters. Like today, today the babies, um, their gymnastics class was still going. So Uh Irma took them to gymnastics and Logan had something else that he had to tend to and you were gone. So it was just Madison and myself in the house. So Madison, you know, the whole fort complex was her idea. So she's downstairs in the family room and she's like, mom, I want to build a mega fort. Can you come downstairs and watch me? I'm like, yeah. So you realize you're 16, right? And like, you want to build a mega fort. She's like, I know, but who knows? Maybe I'll be an architect when I get older. I was like, okay. So I go downstairs, she builds this whole fort. And then the only thing that she wanted was for me to come inside the fort and for us to watch a movie on her laptop. 
That's all that she wanted. Because at this point, we still had no power. We were right, still right, freezing. Right, 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 right. She's like, I'm going to insulate it. She had all types of blankets and everything. Or it was insulated. And all she wanted. And then when we heard the ding and you came home, I just saw the look of disappointment on her face because she felt like you were going to take me away and bring which me upstairs, did, which is exactly what you did. But we watched, we watched, I don't know, about maybe... 35 minutes of her movie and I told her when we're done taping this podcast I'll go back down in her fort I'm like I'll make sure nobody takes your fort down because we have heat now right. you know but that's the only thing that she was like mom please just come inside the fort with me and, gotta do and watch things. this Absolutely. movie you guys came home with a subway sandwich mm-hmm. we brought our subway sandwiches and whatnot. It, it was nice. All right. Well, it's time to get up out of here. Yes. How, how many minutes are we in? Do you know? We're oh, about an hour. 15. About to give you a big fat kiss. Hour, about, about hour fifteen. That's not so bad. All right. Well, it's time to get up out of here. And sorry for being late. Like we said once again, that's due to we weren't the late. Power we were delayed. This yeah, is we different. We were delayed. And don't forget, April fifteenth is our next live show. Get your tickets. There's less than a hundred left. Um, it's five weeks left to the show. It will sell out. It's always fun. It's a great date night. We have a. Great conversation, a lot of fun, a lot of laughs. So we hope to see you there. And I'm DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And this is the Casey Crew. Thanks for coming over. Toodles.